And we're back with another episode of The Anarchist Experience, episode 169, a.k.a. season 2, episode 37, uh, coming at you this Saturday morning. As always, I am your host, Mr. Richie Rich, along with... MC. And since this is a call-in show, uh, those numbers for you to dial are 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. So what is going on with you this week, MC? Um, last week we, uh, we, we went, we were talking after the show, uh, off air and we were talking about, uh, Jordan Peterson. Um, yes. and I said, I like him a lot. I bought his book. I haven't read it. I got into the, like the first, you know, the, just the beginning portion of it, the prologue or whatever. Um, the preface and, and it was, it was a little bit odd. Uh, at the beginning, because he he goes into th- some things that that need a lot of explanation. Uh, one of them, he 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 presents the idea that that uh, uh, women are re- represented by chaos, and of course, if you're a feminist, that would be immediate trigger trigger, right? So, <laughs> but uh, but backed by evidence, yeah. So, <laughs> Like I said, unless you have a lot of explanation, like that shouldn't even be in there. Like there, there'd have to be like, uh, you know, a whole book you you read before this that that section. Um, so I thought that was kind of odd in in the beginning, uh, in the preface before you before you even get to chapter one, right? So, um, but I've I've uh, listened to a, a number of his uh, talks about the, the the different chapters in the book. Um, and so I don't claim to be, uh, uh, an expert on, on Jordan Peterson or his, uh, ideas, but, uh, I do find him, you know, fascinating and, uh, and kind of important for, for many reasons. And one of the reasons why, uh, I, I think is because, well, if you didn't know already, he's, he's a clinical psychologist, so he, you know, helps individuals for a living or at least used to until he became super famous. Um, so he's also a, a professor at university of Toronto. Um, so he's helping with, uh, children's education. I guess I shouldn't call them children, but fucking Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, so yeah, he's, uh, and he writes books. So he's, he's, he's added, you know, a lot to the, to the world. Uh, so far and he's and he's just become popular uh, for for doing what he does um well so wh- one of the things that's important about him is uh he 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 focuses on helping individuals uh, and that's important for anarchy because that has to do with self-responsibility and yeah we'd, we'd have a lot more of that if we didn't have the government and we if we didn't have uh, uh what do you call it? Big, big brother to run to, or or the uh, the nanny state cradle to grave support. Yeah, all these all these things that you you get from supposedly from from voting. Um, so, yeah, I, I forget what conversation we were having, but that was pretty much it. We were getting into, you know, why is it? A, why is this guy such a big deal? Well, I brought it up to you initially because I I knew that you were. Um, more of a fan than Jordan Peterson than I am. Um, I, I, like I, I told you before the show today, like I saw the headline 
about him re- refusing to use uh, non-pronouns um, as he's about to be like legally mandated to do. And, and that's, that's like my introduction to Jordan Peterson. That was enough for me. Um, and everything right. else, like I haven't read the book. I haven't watched his speeches or, you know, or his talks. I don't go, all right, he's standing up. He, no matter what you say about him, is standing up for what he believes in uh, more vigorously than most people would. And what surprised me, uh, what sparked the conversation last week um, was I was listening to uh, a, a different podcast, um, a more right-leaning podcast, a more alt-right-leaning podcast, a racist podcast, if you will. Oh. Yeah, certainly so, so totally true, but whatever. Um, and they were, and the host of that show was like attacking Jordan Peterson. And I went, wow, I thought he was like, I thought Jordan Peterson from everything that, all, everything that I've seen of him um, seemed to come from uh, the anti-left or pro-right leaning groups. <clears throat> so it was, it was out of character for me to see a, a right-leaning uh, podcast uh, just dis- attack and destroy um, Jordan Peterson and, and his ideas. Um, and part of that podcast was uh, some speech that Jordan Peterson gave, and it was, I didn't listen to the whole speech, but just the, the snippets that they played throughout the podcast. But they were, they, uh, the host was critical of Jordan Peterson's positions and, um, and just, you know, like I said, just tore him a new one, basically saying he was a, a hypocrite and contradicted himself numerous times during that particular speech. And again, I just I found it odd that it would be coming from the right. And your point for our discussion last week, MC, if you want to pick up on it here, was basically that well, that makes sense because the 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 right is as much a collective as the left, um, and Jordan Peterson is an individualist through most of the writings and and work that you're familiar with, MC. Um, and so, of course, at some point when the when the right becomes aware that he's an individualist and isn't really on their side, he's just, you know, that they would go out and attack him as like not being, quote unquote, one of us um, insofar as, you know, the, the right uh, is pro collective action as much as the left just for different, you know, different purposes, which is in direct conflict to what Jordan Peterson uh, advocates, which is individualism. Right. So. Yeah, the, the left hates Jordan Peterson. Uh, Jordan Peterson would say something like, because the left is trying to destroy individualism. They're trying to make everything about collectives. Uh, so everything is based on race and gender and even more categories than we could imagine. Um, right. It just keeps going. And... Uh, and Jordan Peterson says, "No, that's 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 all BS. Like, you know, everybody is an individual, and we're all struggling through this, you know, very difficult life. You know, everybody's got it difficult at some point. Um, and so, and 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 that's that's pretty much it. You know? Right. Uh, so, how best to solve problems in your life is is just to look at them." look at yourself and, and improve yourself and, uh, and not do it through uh, victimhood mentality or, or uh, group mentality or things like that, that 
that really just lead to more of the same of, of whatever you're dealing with. Um, if, if every problem you've ever had is because of your race and, and you keep using that to justify your position, well, you, you will always be in that position. Like you have to, you have to figure out something else. Right. To, uh, to blame Do something different on. to get different results. <laughs> right. Um, and so the left doesn't like that. The left doesn't like respond, taking responsibility for, for any, anything. Um, they, they want to, uh, uh, fractionalize society and break it apart as much as they can, because that makes them more powerful. That gives them more control over individuals. Okay. And, uh, and so the right, um, I, I forget, I don't even know how we got to that, to that conversation at, at first I thought, okay, so maybe the right is doing that just because Jordan Pearson is popular and the right isn't as popular. So they're going to attack Jordan Peterson just to get some popularity, just to get some views on their, on their channel. Um, and that I'm sure is part of it. Uh, but I haven't watched the actual uh, criticism, so okay. I, I can't really tell you for ex exactly. So maybe you could tell me what it is and then we could discuss that a little bit. Well, that's, that was the, I don't, I don't remember all the criticisms levied out because it was like, it was a, a 20 minute Jordan Peterson speech and then extrapolated out to like an hour and a half podcast where they, you know, where they, where they broke it down. Um, and unfortunately I don't, I listen to these things like in passing. So I don't, I don't right. like sit down and analyze it either. Um, but it was, it was basically the, the biggest criticism was that Jordan Peterson was, uh, a hypocrite in, in so far as some of the things that he said early on in the speech were contradicted by some of the things he said later on in the speech. And I think one of the big criticism criticisms was um, the the collective versus the individual action, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I think at one part of the speech, Jordan Peterson brings up the individual aspect of it, right? Like every everyone's an individual, and then later on he says, "But sometimes we need to act together," or something something to that effect, right? Like uh, without listening to it again. Uh, I couldn't give you the specifics. Sure. I could find it if, and, you, and, if you're interested and, and, and send you a link to yeah, it. Voluntary, voluntary cooperation is obviously a good thing. It's, you know, <laughs> it provides many, many benefits. Um, but maybe not uh, from, from the, from the point of the right. Um, um, I don't, I don't even know how to get into it. Like it's the, I, I think, you know what I think it is. I think Jordan Peterson is probably stealing some people from, from the right at, as well as the left, uh, people okay. that get into that, that collective mentality, uh, thinking that they're going to make their lives better because they're part of this, you know, uh, big group on either side. Um, it, it usually, I don't think it usually works out for them that well. Um, you, it's, it's very, uh, what do you call it? Toxic. <laughs> I hate using that word because the left uses it, but the left and the right can, can be very toxic. They'll make you, uh, yeah. you know, hate, hate things for the wrong reasons and, and, uh, really devolve in, into, uh, into, you know, so, somebody who can't think for themselves. Right. Yeah. See, and I'm, 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 I'm always sympathetic, um, more to the right than to the left for whatever reason, but it's, it's mostly because like I look f from an anarchist perspective, Right. We look at the, the entire state, the entire state apparatus 
and and how big the apparatus is. Maybe not, you know, you, you can watch like Larkin Rose's The Tiny Dot and you see that the, the people outnumber the, the bureaucrats, right? So there, there's no reason why they should be able to um, hold their thumb over us. Um, however, most of the people like, you know, that, that are having their thumbs held on them uh, believe in that apparatus and will help support that apparatus. So the state versus the anarchist is a much... Um, a much greater disparity between, you know, with us versus them. And one of the things that um, I was thinking when, when you were talking to MC was it's, it's an old cliche, right? But it, it, if you can't beat them, join them um, type of mentality where you, you see the, you see the big collective and you go like, well, if, if I'm an individual, I'm going to get smashed. So rather than get smashed for survival, I'll just, you know, join up and be part of the collective. And so when I see like, you know, the, the left versus the right. Well, yeah, the, the left is definitely a larger collective at the moment. And so what we talked about here before is the rise of the right um, was was mainly uh, to combat the left, the, the size of the left. Right. You, you, you have to have strategic alliances in order to not be alone. Um, otherwise, you get crushed. And the reason the left is a problem is because just like most people, um, they believe in the state, right? And then they, so they do what's in their best interest to get control of the state apparatus. Um, and though their policies and what they would want to see done, um, are contrary to my best interest as an individual. And I'm sure a lot of people's, uh, individual, individual best interests right not not and probably as a collective too but on an individual basis uh, it's what needs to be is, is what like you know with jordan peterson what we're looking at like what what what's good for you on an individual basis so to 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 collaborate or to align yourself um, with the group seems like a decent strategy right like we we're not going to overthrow the federal government because every time someone goes on a rampage um, and kills some bureaucrats or tries to take out state agents, um, they just call them crazy and they move along. It's always one lone crazy guy, um, you know, who who's had enough, right? Think of the the killdozer guy or or any of those. Um, it's always one lone crazy guy. But if if one lone crazy guy gets together with a thousand other lone crazy guys. Right then, you have like uh, this the beginnings of a little movement, um, but it's a collective movement, right? It's no longer an individual; it's it's collective action for individual self-interest. And the problem, like you said, MC, is uh, as the collective grows, um, those interests become skewed. Right then, it's well, what's what's in the best interest for the group, and who's willing to sacrifice their individual self-interest, uh, you know, to the to the collective whole, and then it's you know becomes the problem it's set out you know, to solve in a way. So when it, so that's, that's the way I look at the breakdown between like the left, the right, and uh, where Jordan Peterson's individualism comes in. Whereas, you know, people, people just get frustrated, right? They, they're tired, they're fed up, they're, they're um, downtrodden, I guess, at their ability to, to act out in their own self-interest. Um, and then they join. Right. They, they, they pick a side and they join that side. And then, you know, the, the, the hive mindset consumes the individual brain and then you're no longer able to think critically uh, for yourself. Thoughts?
No, that sounds good enough. Um, and, and until we find out uh, more, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, I would, I would love for uh, you know an anarchist revolution, right? Where we just dis- dismantle the state apparatus and not rebuild it with anything. Yeah. Right. I don't want to see an anarchist on the throne. I want to. I want to see like you know the 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 breaking of the throne. You know, tearing it down. Yeah. So. I don't know. As far as importance goes, though, I, I still think that get, getting people on that path to individualism is, mm, yeah, almost just as important uh, as limiting the government. So maybe maybe it would be almost impossible to to get rid of the government unless we had a whole bunch of individual thinkers. Yeah. Because um, certainly the right is not anti-government. They're, they want to control it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I couldn't, jo- I couldn't even join up with them if I wanted to because, you know, all of a sudden they're, you know, the, 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 the former anarchists that are now on the right, right, are like, you know, pro police and pro state, and you know, pro pro borders. And I'm like, well, what the hell happened? Right, like a year ago you were like anarchists, right? You know, freedom for everybody, um, and now you're like, uh, just freedom for us, please. And I, I can't, you know, it's hard to get behind that. Um, and the left, like, just so doesn't jive with me. <laughs> it's just so weird. Like, I don't even, aside from, aside from like, you know, pro drugs and, you know, pro personal freedoms to like, you know, do what you want. Um, I mean, I sort of get it, right? Like, the, the. Well, they're looking for rights for groups, though. So everybody has to be in a group, otherwise you don't have any rights. That's what they believe. Yeah, but... Uh, so they want special benefits for everybody, you know, if you're old or if you're young or if you're, if you're disabled or if you're, uh, you know, slightly disabled or if, uh, if you have, you know, mental problems or if you have, uh, you know, dark skin or if you're ugly or if you're too fat you know it's a it, the, the list just keeps going on and on everybody has to be part of a group and everybody has to get their own special rights and protections yeah. or you know it, and if you're or if you're gay or if you're, you're transvestite or you know what you know whatever it is um it just it just never ends see um, and here's where i'm sympathetic to that side of things right like i introduce myself on the show Right. As Richie Rich. And we've talked about my name uh, in the past, so I'm not going to get too into it. Um, but when I when I talk to people and I introduce myself and they go, well, that's not real. Like that can't that cannot be your real name. And so I give them like a brief explainer. Right. You can call me Rich. You can call me Mr. Rich or you can call me Richie Rich. If you if you call me anything other than those three things. Right, I will consider you uh, a hostile entity, right? Like you are, you are not someone that I wish to associate with, um, because I find anything other than those, for the most part, to be um, disrespectful, um, at 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 least, um, and in more so, you know, with my with my court proceedings or you know anything to do with the state, um, I I view it as like a a master slave type relationship. Right. If you call me anything other than what I wish to be called, it it comes across to me as you trying to lord yourself over me um, and change the way I wish to be addressed. So I'm sympathetic um, towards the left who want, you know, multiple pronouns for every little thing. 
um, and the you know the the what well, I don't even know how many letters it is now. Like the what used to be just uh, LGB, then it was LGBT, and then it was LGBTQ, and then now there's like fucking thirty something odd letters. You know more more letters than in the alphabet um, on the different categories of individual people on on you know what's uh, other than the the you know the the straight cis male female di- dynamic. Um, and so I go like, okay, you know, if, if that's what you want, right, by all means have at it, right. But don't make it a law because that's the biggest thing that the, the reason why I found Jordan Peterson, right. Cause they said, it's now the law that you must use like he, she, Z. And he went, I'm not using Z. That's stupid. And I go, well, I have more power to him. But in my mind, it's, that's like, that's the end of it, right? If you're, if you're trans, whatever, a part of that community, you just don't associate with Jordan Peterson and people like him, right? It's, you don't have, it's, I don't want to call it like, you know, total, um, uh, collectivism. You just, you just don't associate, go, go associate with people that will use your pronoun voluntarily and you don't have to be forced to use it. Right. Like I, you know, I, uh, similar again with the name thing, right. I, one of my um, friends from a while back, um, has a, like a Hawaiian middle name. And when I met him, like he preferred to be called by his Hawaiian middle name. And we had a boss that would only call him by his English first name. Right. Like, you know, David, come here, David. Like, uh, that's not his name, dude. Like it, it may be his legal name, but it's not the way he wishes to be addressed. So I asked him, like, how would how would you like to be addressed? And and, you know, he, he told me the Hawaiian name. And that's that's how I address him, you know, to this day when we talk. I don't I don't address him by anything else because that's that's an interaction that I wish to be a part of voluntarily. Um, but if if you know, if, if some uh, I don't even know what to say, LGBT person comes in to me and says, like, you know, uh, call me Z. I was like, uh, yeah, we're, we're not going to get along because I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do that. You know, you, you, you go your way, I'll go my way and, and nowhere in the middle shall we meet. Um, but once you try to force that on me, well then I, then, then I get, you know, then it becomes like a master slave relationship the other way. Like we could just be two individuals going our separate ways, but now you want to force me to say things that I don't want to say and address you in a way that I, I wouldn't do voluntarily. Um, and all of a sudden I'm on Jordan Peterson's side, right? Like, no, man, if, if they want to be called that and you don't want to call them that, you guys don't associate. And because they're the ones forcing it on you, um, I'm on your side that you should be defending against it and being able to like say whatever you want to say and identify people however you find best to identify them um, if referring to them in some other context. So it's weird. It's weird that I would, I would get along um, with the general idea of all this, but at some point, right, it's just, it borders on the insane of how far along it's gotten, right? Like the whole, how many genders are there? And I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to bring up the science cause I don't know it well enough and I don't care. Uh, but there's probably not 36 genders, right? <laughs> well, there's, most likely there's, there's two. <laughs> You know, whether whether people want to admit it or not is is an entirely different thing. And so, one of the questions that was funny they they tried to corner Jordan Peterson. They said, 
uh, is is uh, I don't even know how to say it anymore. The trans woman. So okay, is a trans woman a real woman? And it's like, well, what do you mean by real? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and so, and that's that's really a part of it. There's scientifically, there's there's two, <laughs> and that and that's what makes sense. I mean, there's a there's there's a lot. Well, see, scientifically, there's, there's, there's two, but there's generally two. The norm is two, right? But but there are there are uh, chromosome combinations that don't align with what we would consider to be male and female chromosome pairings, right? There there are human beings out there with I, I believe it's like an XXY pairing, for lack of a better term, and you know, and and some other combinations of the X and Y chromosome that don't align with what we would consider to be male and female. So, okay. So, so I didn't know that, but, right. um, that's what I'm saying. Like there, it's somewhere between like two, but not all the way up to 36. There's, there's not 36 pairings is what I was, what I'm saying. But I, I acknowledge that I there's something just, other than X, Y and XX. Okay. So it's anomalies just, though. Okay. Yeah. But there are still people that are XX, but pretend to be the other. Yes, that is true. So, so that's that's kind of where I would I would draw the line. Yeah, you, like you it, are kind of your, your chromosomes, and if you feel any different, that's fine. I don't care. You can feel however you want to feel, but yeah, it's just weird to me. So, yeah. <laughs> and for so, and for the majority of people, it's not normal, and I don't I don't think people should pretend that is normal. I don't. Think I'm with people you. People should pretend it's a a bad. It's, I'm not saying it's a bad thing either just saying it's just not normal <laughs> like yeah i, I think it, and i and I'm, i don't want to speak for trans people but i think if if i was trans i would be happy just being a weirdo you know like yeah i'm weird yeah like, live with deal with it like <laughs> i don't know what the big deal is like i want to i want people to think i'm normal no like that that would be weird to me i would you know <laughs> i think it's okay to be a freak you know yeah like, em- embrace it em- embrace <laughs> it at least Right. Yeah. You know, just just be weird in your own little way. Um, Yeah. I I seen a I I seen a picture on Facebook this morning as I was just, you know, browsing around a little bit. And it was like um, uh, transgender athlete transitioning male to female wins two female state championships. (laughs) Yeah. And see, if I was that dude, if I was that dude, I'm calling him a dude. Good. Because that's part of the picture. Was they crossed yeah, exactly. out transgendering male, female, whatever, and they just put a dude. A dude won two female state championships. Yeah, if I was that dude, I would not compete against other women. That's just that's just retarded. Like, what kind of moron do you have to be to to see that you don't have some like, super advantage over women? <laughs> you know, that <laughs> there's obviously a difference there. You would think. So, you know, whether or not, you know, that, that person would would be upset for anything I, I say, you know. I'm 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 upset at him for, uh, you know, abusing his uh, whatever it is his his gender, <laughs> his innate masculinity. <laughs> yeah, but whatever, you know. The the women I guess want him to compete. I guess otherwise he wouldn't be competing. Well, sometimes that's not true either, because sometimes the headlines are, you know, protests by some and, you know, it goes all the way up, all the way up the legal channels from the athletic boards 
to see whether or not you know he she should be able z should be able to compete on whatever side right there was yeah, a, but there what was I'm, what i'm saying is if if women if if there was a you know collective like mentality which which there's not that's that's kind of what's funny about it like it's i think most women would say no can't compete right it's obvious right obviously unfair but we have this you know uh like a a government system that oh well legally what do we have to legally do and that might be something that's just totally wrong and that's and that's why we shouldn't have these types of uh oh these these boards making these decisions over something that's just obvious you know well, and that's why I said, as, as long as you get the government out of it, like, I don't care. Then then I then I probably just wouldn't associate with the more, you know, fanatical of, of that group of people. Yeah. Right. But like if, I think I think if there was no government or there was no like, uh, I, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm wrong, like some system in place that that transgender person would have never would have never been racing against other girls. Like right. there's there's something that that made it possible for him to do that, and I I think it's the you know the protect protection from the state that allowed him to do that. Yes, that I that I agree with, and I've had I've I've known transgendered people, um, and androgynous people, like oddly enough, um, when I was in uh, high school around the, yeah around high school, uh, my girlfriend at the time. Um, had a had a male friend who uh, wanted to be female. I don't know if he ever made the complete transition, right? But he was definitely like, he definitely dressed like a girl, acted like a girl, behaved like a female, um, but was was genetically male. As far as I know, as far as I know, it's X Y. I don't know what other combination he could have been. Um, and then later on, you know, uh, probably within the last decade or so, we had a friend who had a friend. Um, who, who eat, who was androgynous. Like I, to this day, don't know what he or she was. Um, it was just like, just a really ugly dude or a really ugly chick, but also had the androgynous name, right? Like her name was Sam. And so we couldn't even figure it out from that. (laughs) (laughs) And she was a commie. Like she was stereotypical, like all the way down to that. Um, (laughs) But, you know, like we hung out with her like a couple of times, you know, just for whatever, like other protests, whatever. What do you think it is about the weirdos on the left that makes them want communism so bad? Is that the whole, well, everything should be equal because, you know, they feel so shit on all the time or. (laughs) I think that's part of it. I I think because, because they're weird, right? Because they're, uh on the outside of societal norms, right? They're always disparaged against and always, you know, shit on, on a regular basis. Right. And that's, I, I, I sympathize with that a little bit and I understand where they're coming from because it's, it, it would be rough to be on the outskirts like that and to always have to deal with, you know, societal bullshit. Like, Oh, just because society says something, it's so, then all of a sudden, like I, I don't conform because I can definitely right. relate to that. Um, yeah. Well, you're not, you're not really a conformist either. Right. But, I, but and, I, and I, I fit in with society for the most part. You I, said you are. I am, yeah. I, I will, 
you know, if, if I want to accomplish something, I have, I have no problem with either growing my hair out, you know, to be in a rock band or cutting it all off to be uh, in the military or whatever. I'm not going to join the military you know, again, but <laughs> what I'm, but what I'm saying is, you know, if I have to get a job, um, yeah. I have no problem with looking the part, like, you know, talking the way they want me to talk or you know, yeah. that, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it doesn't, yeah, that stuff doesn't matter to me. So, uh, that's where I, I don't feel sorry for them. It's like, you know, you can actually, uh, put effort into, uh, well, first you have to define what you want and then say, is it worth it? Right. And, and, and that's where I, I think they don't really think about that. They're just like, well, this is the way I am. People should just like me for it. Like, no, they shouldn't, <laughs> you know? Yeah. They might, right. They might. May or they may might. <laughs> But 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 then again, right? Even with today's society, all those weirdos in their collectives, right, could find ways to make money doing whatever it is they they're good at, um, and then putting out products and services that people enjoy instead of bitching about, uh, you know, corporations and corporate hierarchies and you know uh, right. be, being oppressed by the man and wage slaves and all that other nonsense. It's like, yeah. no, man, if you're good at doing makeup, just start, you know put yourself out there and be, be a makeup artist and get paid to do that. Right. If people want good makeup done, the, the, the people who really want good makeup done aren't going to care whether or not you're like, you know, uh, male or female or, or some other combination. Um, as long as you do good makeup, right. Or hair sure. or, or nails or whatever it happens to be. So th- there's ways to earn livings that aren't, that don't put you in an environment that you have to be oppressed by, um, and, and conform with, um, and I just want to say, just for the record, I'm not that attached to my physical appearance either. Oh, okay. like, I mean, I, 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 I grow my hair out mostly, um, cause I donate it. That's one of the, the my, my charitable contributions is I, I donate to like hair causes, like wigs for kids. If you're familiar with that one. Sure. So I've donated that a few times and the beard, I'm just too lazy to shave. So if I have to shave, I shave, <laughs> I don't like to, but. You know, it, it's come up once before, like, oh, you're so attached to that. I'm like, I'm not attached to it at all. I just, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll shave it off tomorrow on a whim just because I I feel like it. It's just like right now, right now, this is the look that I'm going for. Um, right. And it doesn't have to be. And the, the biggest reason why I'm I'm reluctant um, to alter my appearance in order to fit in with corp- corporate culture is because corporate culture is less than a third of my life. Right. Right. Like I go to work, I don't, I go to work, you know, 40 hours a week or, well, me more, but you know, if, you, if you're talking about like corporate culture, that's like 40 hours a week, you know, they, they get you for a very set specific amount of time. Um, and then you have to look like that fucking the, the rest of the time, the other, what the, the other 120 some odd hours or 130, how many hours in there? 172. Is that what it was in a week? The other 130 hours, give or take, um, in a week, you have to look like the guy who who's only devoting like 40 hours of time to that. I don't like hell, you know, may, <laughs> maybe I'll go to work. You know, when I, when I got like a, an office job, I'd go to work and I would take out my piercings and I'd set them on my desk and I'd work at a desk where nobody would see me. And then I would put on my piercings at the end of the day and go home. Right. Like I don't, if, if, if that's what it takes, then by all means, I'll, I'll do it in the car if necessary. Um, but at some point I just, I don't take them out. And they're going, oh, and no one says anything. Oh, okay, good. I'm just leaving him in now. I had a, I have a coworker 
currently who um who's who's uh he, he's our uh, one of our sushi chefs but he's from Michigan and he said he he got a job in Michigan once at, at a restaurant and every day he wore like surf shorts to work into the restaurant to to cook just surf shorts just fucking that that was it and then the reason he said he did it is cuz like he just did it the first day and no one said anything and it set the standard that that was acceptable and <laughs> so that's what he did yeah and the yeah. new people would come on and like he's like how come you get to wear surf shorts cuz no one told me i couldn't you know like <laughs> even even um uh, my second uh my second cooking job at night right er- everyone has uh white chef jackets except me i have my black chef jacket it's not because i'm more important or anything like that um it's because they used they, they used to provide us white chef jackets and one time i went in there and there wasn't there wasn't any jackets left for me so i didn't have a jacket so i just left my black one on and no one said anything, so then I just stopped wasting time and laundry into changing my jacket out, right? And now, mm. so now I'm just like the guy who wears the black jacket, and I look out of place, but no one sees me in the kitchen. Like it's not like you know the right. customers are looking at me. Right. Um, you know, everyone else wears the the goofy paper chef hat, uh, and I've got my yellow do rag on, right? Because it keeps my hair out of the food, and no one's no one's told me I couldn't, and it doesn't really matter. I'm just you know it's functional and effective. But you got all these little old Japanese guys walking around with white jackets and paper hats. And then you got me in a black jacket and a yellow do-rag, you know, <laughs> doing the same stuff. Who cares? Right? And it's only, it's for such a short period of time that it's not, it's not worth it. You know, it's not worth it for them to tell me otherwise. And it's not worth it for me uh, to care enough to change. Um, so if, you, if you're, you know, to, to get back to the original point, if you're trans or any, uh, any one of those labels... Right. Either do something that you can do without uh, integrating into the cu- culture or just integrate to get whatever else you need done. Right. I, I'm sure that, you know, I've I don't know how many supermarkets you've been to MC uh, recently, but there, there's always like the one cashier or bag clerk or whatever um, that, you know, is a cross dresser when he gets off of work. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like he's got, he's got the long hair tied back and he's got long ass unpainted fingernails and he, he talks a little funny because, Hey, that's a stereotype, but true. Right. And you wouldn't do that. You know, if you, if you're, if you were like, you know, regular corporate culture, uh, but I'm sure, you know, when when punch the clock, you know, the hair comes down, the nail polish goes on, um, gets out of his work uniform and puts on a dress, you know, I can see that. Right. I go like, Oh, one of those. You know, but look, but look at him, you know, integrating with the corporate culture to not make a scene out of everything um, and to, to get paid so he can support, you know, all the other fun stuff that he likes to do on the side or she, whatever. But it's just it's the whole it's the whole left getting a hold of the state. Right. That that bothers me. And then the whole right getting a hold of the state that also bothers me. Right. Um, but I've also said before. You know, like you asked at one point, you kind of you criticized me a little bit for it. I said, well, you know, if the alt right um, takes over a state, right, and like secedes from the union, I would consider moving there. And you said, why would you do that? There's still a government. I go, that's true, but they would take so long to to overtake it, and I'd I could I could fit in more with that group and that culture than I could with the nonsense bullshit that's going on right now. Yeah. Right, that well, would that would be a step up. I would say, I would say maybe we'd have to see. Um, 
what will be interesting to see is what happens in California when it splits into three ways. Yeah, that's I'm fucking looking at that too. Not <laughs> that, even that'll be neat <laughs> if they pull it off. But even then, right? Like, oh, like okay, this is this is interesting, right? But it still misses the point, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're they're not seceding from the union. Um, they're they're just adding. They're just like redrawing borders within an already existing union. Um, yeah. Because they still they're still going to be beholden to the federal government, they'll just have more local control um, in their little regions. And one of the biggest criticisms I heard about that was, you know, depending on how they redraw the borders, right? A, a lot of the um, tax dependent areas um, aren't going to be able to su- survive very long because the the net tax payers um, are going to be like, you know, in a different state all of a sudden and won't be able to support their, uh, their welfare habits. Oh yeah. It'll, it'll definitely shake it up. <laughs> yeah. And California is big enough where, you know, it, it's, it's a large enough of a state where you can see, um, probably a lot more than three smaller states, but we'll see something to pay attention to the I, I'm, you know, the, the likelihood of it going through and getting ratified, I think are, are slim. Just because yeah. I've, I've heard it so many times before, oh, yeah. like the the fifty first state of Jefferson was like Northern California and Southern Oregon at one point, mm-hmm. where they're like, no, we're we're too much alike to be stuck with where we where we're you know legally beholden to. All right, we have more in com- the the Northern or the Southern Oregon people are like we have more in common with uh, Northern California than we do with uh, the rest of Oregon. Um, and the same with the Northern California is like, we have more in common with Southern Oregon than we do with the, with the rest of California. Like who needs San Diego? We got Salem you know, <laughs> type, type of a thing. So yeah. So, and, you know, just an, another thing to pay attention to. But again, if, if they can break it down to three, then, you know, break it down to, you know, break it down to six and nine. And, you know, until you get down to like, no, 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 just, just individuals interacting with each other, you know, no, no, no weirdos trying to impose their weirdness on the rest of society. Uh, because what's the fun in that anyway? If you're, if you're going to be a weirdo, just be a weirdo, like you said, MC. Um, and associate with whomever will associate with you, right? Like what's, you know, why get offended when, you, when there's people you'd rather not associate with and we're not forcing you to do it either type of a thing. What Anyone was else? the other, other topic that we were maybe going to discuss? Um. I am still on the Liberty Dollar newsletter. Ah, uh, there you go. And so occasionally, like it's, it used to be like a monthly thing, so I used to read it um, more thoroughly, and now it's sporadic and ends up in my spam. So I was checking my spam filter this morning just because I had some extra time to kill. Um, and apparently there's uh, li- the, the Liberty Dollar 2 um, coming out, and I originally brought it up uh, to UMC because... It's uh, it's not by the same people who did the Liberty Dollar. I think it, I think the thing is, uh, yeah, B- Bernard von Nuthaus's son and I guess his uh, associates um, are doing a crypto Liberty Dollar, where it's a blockchain blockchain token backed by silver. And you know, the 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 pre-show discussion that we had was basically me saying I'm I. I struggle with the concept of nothing money and, and, you know, nothing money, not, not just fiat and national currencies, but the, the ease and ubiquitousness that cryptocurrencies and tokens are created. 
um, makes me nervous to call any of those things money in the long run. And then so we have this, you know, cryptocurrency that's actually backed by silver, um, which again, at, at the beginning of the show, I, I said has, you know, historical, a, a long lineage of, of historical use as money. Um, same with gold. And so I'd, I, I like the idea of money being something as opposed to money being nothing. And even if it's going to be digital tokens, um, the mere fact that I could, I can convert those digital tokens into actual something, right? Something physical and tangible, um, makes me feel good. And you had some other thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I like currencies that are not backed by anything, but they just are. So one example of that would be physical metals. So gold and silver. Great. Um, cause you don't have to, uh, rely on anything uh, else to, to hold it. Um, so the, the problem with the Liberty dollar is that, uh, there's no guarantee that the government isn't going to come and steal their, their silver again, because you know, it's all in one place. And they you know, know where it is probably. And, um, yeah. and that's what happened last time with someone, they just, they just came and took it. Like it's ours now. Like what? <laughs> can't do that. But the, but they can't uh, because they've got the guns. So, yeah. Um, so, and, and they even put him in, in prison. I can't remember how many years he served, but he, he was in, he was in prison for a while. He was convicted for counterfeiting. He was convicted. Right. Yeah, Bernard obviously. Van Outhouse was convicted for counterfeiting, and one of the this is the most one of the most ludicrous pieces of evidence that they had against him was the claim that the Liberty Dollar, the one ounce of of fine silver, right, was uh, was too close looking to the United States quarter where it would be confusing um, to the general public. Like the, the comparison, the comparison that they used in court. Uh, to 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 convict him was comparing the Liberty Dollar to U.S. quarter, and it's and somehow the jury bought it. So ridiculous. But please go on. Yeah. Well, well, juries are absolutely stupid because, um, well, they they've been trained the wrong information. So, um, yeah, juries are not. You know, it, juries would be a good solution to you know problems in democracy if if people understood what they were doing but but they don't and and they 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 pick people for juries that are that are stupid and malleable malleable whatever i can you say that word but anyway um yeah so i was saying uh, cryptocurrencies uh, are sort of another example um it's actually really hard to make a bitcoin but it's really easy to make a bitcoin clone uh, well, yeah. So you you got Litecoin and you got Zcash and you got all, all the rest, you know, of different different ki- kinds of coin that are built off the same technology. Um, and so, yeah, you can just copy the code, start start a new coin. But um, but each individual Bitcoin takes uh, a lot of electricity to make an actual Bitcoin. Um, but still, the only real reason why it has any value is because well. There's two. Uh, one, people people are paying electricity f- to get them, so there's there's real value going into it. But well, there's real cost. Them, yeah. So, but after you get them, they're only worth it because people think they're they're worth that much. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, could could it be replaced by something else? And the answer is yes, 
easily um, and we we don't we don't know uh, how long that's going to take to get to that point um, people are fickle and they might change their mind and and you know what maybe maybe Liberty dollar has really does have something going for them I I really I don't know um, it, it might be one of those things that uh, people eventually switch to the Liberty dollar because it is redeemable for gold and silver. Um, and then by the time it gets really big, then the government comes in and squashes it, takes all our gold and silver and says, ha, told you it wouldn't work, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. And then the cryptocurrencies go away altogether. I don't know, you know, anything could happen. Um, I'm, I'm on the side of uh, Bitcoin uh, w- winning uh, overall and um, the government's, of the world try to are trying to figure out what what to do about that and how they can get basically they're they're trying to figure out how they can throw their wrench in it and so they're, they're not really worried about bitcoin because because they think they can they can tax people on it yeah so really it's it's just a way for them to make even more money and i, I don't uh man how do i i'm not anti-crypto right like i i want to be clear about that it's just from the beginning, and we've had numerous conversations on and off the air about this, so I don't, I don't think there's anything new here. Um, I just, I struggle, still struggle with the idea of of nothing money. Like I said, so it, it, even in your example, right, the the government comes along and squashes the Liberty Dollar too, right? Takes all the silver, takes all the gold, and all you're left with is this worthless crypto. I mean, how so? It's, it's at that point <laughs> as good as every other cryptocurrency out there, um, as far as, you know, it's, it's use as money. And it's, it's, it was an odd thing to me too, how quickly the, the, the Liberty dollar folded. Um, I mean, I know why the company folded cause you know, the, the, the FBI rate and all that, but the people holding it. Right, the 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 people holding the Liberty Dollar warehouse receipts, as opposed to the physical silver, uh, could just as easily continue to trade that. Right, it could have just been uh, the new dollar. Um, it didn't it didn't have to like go uh, fall along the wayside as something uh, unusable and uh, of no value, because it had just as much value uh, as as the U.S. dollar, if not more so. Um, because there was no company anymore to, to print what's left, right? You, you're not going to, you weren't going to print any more warehouse receipts with a, with a company out of business, but you could still trade those warehouse receipts amongst people who were, you know, of the cause and wanted to get away with federal reserve, get away from federal reserve notes. Right. And the, you know, uh, uh, along came crypto and kind of squashed all of that. Cause everyone went, Ooh, internet money. That's not backed by anything, but it's better. It's an easier way to get out. You know, like you said, it's mm-hmm. easier to spend Bitcoin than it is to spend um, gold and silver. So it's an easy migration for for you know people who really want to get out of the the Federal Reserve system um, and still interact and, and buy goods and services. Um, but there's just so many of them, right? There there's so many there's so many competing currencies, and I'm okay with that, right? I'm not I'm not suggesting that there shouldn't be. But it's it's hard to look at all of the you know the thousands of cryptocurrency options available and try to discern um, which one is actually money, right? Like, right. is is this really money? Like, can I buy goods and services with this? Uh, you know, and and I I don't think I I think we've crossed a threshold somewhere uh, 
um, probably with the, you know, the, the run last year, most importantly, where people stopped looking at uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency uh, as an alternative to Federal Reserve notes and a different kind of money. And they just look, it's more of a uh, investment tool. Like, right. How can I, how can I get rich? Yeah. And that's a but whole separate thing. I, I would put Bitcoin as uh, it's not quite there yet, but a form of digital gold. And, and the fact that it's a, a speculative investment. Um, now it doesn't have the history of, of gold, obviously. Uh, so it doesn't compete in the same realm. But it's also yeah. not physical, so uh, I would say it, it operates more like gold, but it's digital and it's still, you know, still growing. So we don't know where it's, you know, and uh, its value is going to end up. Is for it to get to the value User of gold? User entered your coin. channel. Who is that? Hello, hello. I'm I'm a Nazi. Hello. Hello, Nazi. Don't, don't take my gold. No, 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 no. Oh yeah. I only take take your dick in my mouth. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> How many right. go? Is that it? So you need fun. Yeah, we need money. Can you send some to my uh, address? I only have Nazi coins. That's okay. Nazi gold? I'll take Nazi gold. I have no Nazi gold. No Nazi. What kind of Nazi money do you have? Nazi coins. Oh, but not not it's gold coins. It's a Bitcoin in Nazi. Oh. Have you Twinkie for me? If User I what? disconnected from your channel. <laughs> this is a private okay. channel, isn't it, MC? Well, not really. I mean, anybody can join it if they have the IP. Oh, okay. Who has the IP? Apparently a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. I, okay. I, I thought it might have been somebody that we had on before. It kind of sounded like maybe it was his voice, but he was pretending to be somebody else. Could be. And then he changed his name because it was like Renate. And it's not like he's been listening yeah. to what we were talking about. Yeah. Right? Because we don't broadcast anymore. That was bizarre. Yeah, we're, not, we're not live. Yeah. <laughs> but, but right on point with the Nazi coin. Wonderful. I told you. It's hard. Anyway. Well, well, yeah. well, well, thank you for breaking in, Renate. Uh, good talk. Uh, call again soon. Use the phone numbers next time, because uh, that's why we give them out. <laughs> that was interesting. I don't remember what I don't remember what we were saying. Anyway, get your Liberty Dollar 2.0. Yeah, Liberty Dollar token style. Well, did okay again digital token style, but redeemable for actual silver. I don't know. I don't know when that happens or how much they have already. Um, like I, I kind of took a look at, I, I took a glance at the website and it didn't look like there was anything available. It didn't look like there was any silver available for purchase yet. Um, so when that happens, you know, I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of that type of stuff. Um, because to me, it's like, it's, it's physical, it's tangible. It, you know, it's fungible. Um. And not to say that that Bitcoin won't win out in the long run, but like you said, MC, it's it's too early on to like to 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 make the same type of predictions about Bitcoin that we can already say historically has happened with gold and silver, um, because we don't have the thousands of years of of Bitcoin backing. We've got like less than a decade of of Bitcoin being a thing so far. 
Um, and I think it's done, I think it's done fairly well, but you know, like I said, with all the other cryptos out there, it's, 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 it's not being used as money, um, the way it could because of how many other cryptos there are. Uh, like Bitcoin might be money because it's, it, it, it can be used as, but all the other cryptocurrencies that are coming out, you know, the ICOs, the tokens, the whatever's, you, you know, right. you know, the whatever you have, like those seem to be more like, um, investment tools, um, or, or scams you know, for the most part, yeah. um, as opposed to, as opposed to digital money. And I think, I think once, I think once the, the dust settles, right. And we establish digital money, um, then may, then maybe I'll be okay you know, not having it backed by something that has historical value as money. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Final thoughts. Um, no, good. Nope. All right. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, thank you, Renate for, for the break in there. That was very entertaining uh, for me, at least. Um, you guys know where to find us, uh, anarchist experience.com facebook.com slash anarchist experience. Uh, the groups, facebook.com slash groups slash anarchist experience. Twitter.com slash The Anarchist EXP because it's shortened there. And if you'd like to contribute to the show financially, uh, do it through Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Anarchist Experience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.